0: hello and welcome to episode 15 of the long story short podcast with me your host Vicki kornick. I am back with another solo episode and just a little disclaimer before we start this is a very unprepared solo episode. long story short I was supposed to have a podcast really early this morning um, because there was a time difference but my guest never showed So bit disappointing but, I am really trying to be in that mindset of if things don't go to plan, I am such a planner. If anyone knows me, I stress when something small is like really out of place. But if things don't go to plan, I am trying to reframe my mindset to what can I do in this moment in time to just make this plan that's not going to plan a little bit better. So I thought I'd still use my hour Wisely, and I would get on and record a solo podcast. No notes are prepared, by the way. So, this is very free, you know, going what's the word? Um, improvised, um, of a podcast. So, do bear with me. But I think this is a good challenge for myself. So, maybe you might listen to that and think, Oh, my morning hasn't gotten off to a great start, but what can I do differently? And what can I change in terms of my mindset to help me have a better day? So, on today's podcast, I am going to be talking about something that I think everybody who has a fat loss journey or the majority of people who go on a fat loss journey or a weight loss journey will experience, and that is the feeling like you are doing everything right, yet your scale weight just won't budge. Fat loss or weight loss, whatever we want to call it, can be really frustrating. So, you're on this journey, you want to, you know, maybe improve your physique, you want to fit into a certain dress. And somebody gives you, you know, a list of things where you come up with a list of things that you need to do on a daily basis and you're trying. So, whether that's, you know, you're nailing your calories, you're nailing your protein targets, you're getting your three to four gym sessions in every week, and you're getting your 10 to 12,000 steps every day, yet you step on the scales and you just are like not seeing any change. And then you think, which is totally natural, fuck it, what's the point? Why am I even bothering doing this? I'm working so hard, I may as well give up. And you're kind of in that vicious cycle of, I want to feel better, I want to make change, but I'm not seeing any change. And I get it, it can be really, really disheartening. So that is why I'm going to give you, I suppose, a little checklist or a few questions to ask yourself before you think, fuck it, what's the point in even trying? Something to note just before I get into it is that I obviously don't know you personally. If you were listening to this, I might know you personally, but I, you know, I I have to keep this very generalized and it's not going to be a specific answer for everybody, which is why think of it more as a checklist as opposed to, oh, Vicky's telling me I need to do every single one of these. But one might jump out to you and you might think, ah, okay, this makes perfect sense as to why I'm not seeing results. So number one, have you given yourself enough time? and the number one thing I always say to everybody who is working on a fat loss goal or a weight loss goal successful fat loss takes time. Rome wasn't built in a day. I'm going to give you all these kind of phrases that just to remind you that it's so important that you have patience when it comes to fat loss. And you are listening to the most impatient person that there is out there because. I want results tomorrow with myself. I want 150 clients walking through the door of Victory Fitness tomorrow. I want to have 10,000 followers on Instagram tomorrow. Although I am skeptical of that uh, quote that I just made there because I love Instagram, but I also don't like Instagram. Anyways, I really am somebody that, you know, does one thing, And this is why I suppose I can kind of relate to it when it comes to fat loss. And I have been there in the past when it's come to me trying to lose weight. But I want to see something tomorrow. I want to see that hard work I've put in in one day. But unfortunately, my point is successful fat loss takes time. And expecting to lose five kilos after week one of sticking to your plan, you need to reframe how you think that. Because as we say, successful fat loss takes time time. So it's important to reframe your expectations here. And I always like to say to people, commit to 30 days. 30 days is something that is short-term enough that you can see a lot of change, but also long-term enough that you can see, you know, that you can get into a nice routine and, and see some habit changes as well that are also going to be really, really important. Also keep in mind that Fat loss is going to be quicker for some individuals than others, depending on their starting point, depending on their calorie target, and depending on how adherent they are to their goals. So, I generally like to give the example for people who are in a slightly larger body when starting their fat loss journey. They will tend to see fat loss happen quicker than somebody who is in a slightly smaller body and still trying to lose body fat. The reason for this is because the person who is in a slightly slightly larger body can somewhat, and I'm using quotations here with my hands, can somewhat get away with being on higher calories versus the person in a smaller body. This is because the larger or heavier a mass somebody is, the more calories they burn at rest. The smaller somebody is, the less calories they burn at rest. So therefore, the less calories even still they require to put them into a calorie deficit to lose weight. I hope I've made that that clear enough. But for example, if you are somebody who is starting their journey at 100 kilos, you might see that first 10, 15, 20 kilos drop way quicker than somebody who's 70 kilos and trying to lose, you know, 5 to 10 kilos. So that's just something to maybe reframe your expectations there and implement that, you know, ability to just have a little bit more patience with the process. Number two, kind of defeats the purpose of this podcast because I suppose my reason for making this podcast was if you're not seeing results on the scales or you're not seeing the scales go down. Number two here is, are you only focusing on the scales? It is so important and I cannot stress this enough to every single person, whether your goal is weight maintenance, weight gain, weight loss, doesn't matter what the goal is. The scales is not the only way to measure your progress. This is why it is so important to consider what we call your non-scale victories. These are things like measurements, progress photos. Am I lifting heavier in the gym? Am I getting fitter in my, you know, conditioning class or on my run? Am I feeling better? Am I feeling more energized? Has my skin improved? All these things are really, really important to consider aside from just focusing on the scales. I have seen this, I'm going to say hundreds of times. I've I've coached, I'm going to even, I need to count based on the years that I've been working but I'm probably near enough to coaching a thousand women at this stage of being six years into the industry and I have seen on hundreds of occasions women coming in and they have a fat loss or weight loss goal and their scale weight either doesn't budge or it doesn't budge as much as they would have thought it was going to or some women come in and their scale weight actually slightly increases but. When we compare their physique and their quote unquote, which I'm not a huge fan of, but they're like before and after we'll call it like just their progress photos. Their physique has massively changed. So it's really, really important to know that your physique can absolutely change despite not seeing the scales go down. And again, that's just that bit of reassurance. Uh, Like for the majority of clients that are okay with weighing themselves, I will take their scale weight because it is a little bit of an indication. So, for example, if we see somebody's scale weight over, you know, four to six weeks having lost one to two kilos, they're most likely going to be losing body fat and they're probably doing, you know, what they need to be doing right. But if you are somebody that is trying everything and you're still not seeing the scales go down, it's so important to, like I said, take those measurements, take those progress photos because they're going to tell you a much bigger story than. The number on the scales. Number three are you actually adhering to your plan and are you adhering consistently? So this is one that I tend to be a little bit apprehensive to talk about because I think it makes me come across a little bit too harsh but we'll call it compassionate and adherence and consistency are the most important things for getting results and I I've heard this a lot of times from people where they'll come in and they'll be telling me, Vic, I'm doing everything right, I'm sticking to this, and I'll kind of go through their week with them and I'll say, we'll get to, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, really on track, really on point, point." and then we get to Friday and they're like, oh, well, I went out for drinks and I got a takeaway on the way home, and I'll be like, right, right, that's fine, how was Saturday? Oh, well, I woke up and I was feeling really hungover. So I went out, got a fry and then lunch, you know, I wasn't really hungry. So then I was absolutely starving for dinner. So we just actually got a McDonald's and chilled for the night, got, you know, sweets, chocolate, all that. So kind of what can be a common theme here is people who feel like they're adhering to their plan and they might be Monday to Thursday But they get to Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and their weekend, quote unquote, goes out the window. Think of the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, as 42% of your whole week. That's almost half your week. So if you are somebody who feels like they're sticking to the plan, yet when the weekend rolls around, everything goes out the window, that's almost half your week that you are not adhering to and will have a massive effect on you achieving or not achieving your goals. That might sound harsh but it's human nature to sometimes think I'm doing everything when in fact we're actually not. So what you can do here I suppose rather than beating yourself up and being like oh I'm so you know terrible at sticking to my plan and getting really frustrated about it, call yourself out and Make sure that you stick to your plan over the weekend. Prove to yourself that you can do it. And by sticking to your plan, I mean, I'm all for going out for dinner and a couple of drinks, but I'm also all for asking myself, how am I going to feel on the Monday? And make sure that the meals surrounding my one meal out are going to be pretty on point. They're going to have plenty of protein in them, plenty of fruit and veggies. That's going to make a massive difference than going into the weekend with this all or nothing mindset of, Oh, I got a takeaway on a Friday night, fuck it, that's my weekend gone out the window. And letting the rest of the weekend, you know, um be be full of food that you full of foods that you know isn't going to make you feel good, and you know that isn't going to be in line with your goals. So I think it's really important to just, I suppose, outline what are my goals and are, you know, they that important to me. And I, I think this is a conversation I have to have a lot with a lot of people who start a fat loss journey of, you know, they really want to lose body fat or they really want to lose weight yet their their values don't align to that. So they value their social life a little bit more than their fat loss goal. Realizing that is magic and it's not something to feel guilty about. It's actually something to really praise yourself for because if you come to that realization, you're gonna feel so much better about yourself. You're gonna feel less guilt. You're gonna feel less frustration and you're essentially just gonna take that pressure off yourself and realize, oh, You know, weighing five or ten kilos less isn't worth sacrificing my or compromising, we'll say it, my social life that little bit more. So adherence, consistency, most important things for getting results, if you're not adhering to your plan. And I mean adhering to your plan, I don't want to say down to the T because I don't want it to sound obsessive, but like that, having your, you know, meal out that you're going to enjoy, but everything else is very much on point. We need to be doing that consistently. Number four, are you accurately tracking your food intake? Now, I have talked before about do you have to track your food to get results? And the answer is no. But if you're somebody who's ever frustratingly thought, I only eat a thousand calories and I'm still not losing weight, maybe I need to drop my calories, you are most likely, most definitely eating more than you think. And that doesn't have to be necessarily on the day, but when we go back to... I suppose tip number three, it's you might be sticking to your 1000 calories, which by the way, I would never prescribe somebody or give somebody um, because we are humans and we need way more than that. But if you are sticking to your 1000 calories Monday to Thursday, yet eating 5000 calories on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, you're not one adhering and two, you mightn't be accurately tracking. So your meals out that you might be trying to track, might be having more calories in them. Um, But I'm going to kind of give you some examples, I suppose, that'll help you um, maybe think, oh, I actually didn't even think to track that and realize that, you know, it kind of has added up throughout your week and maybe that's why you're going over your calorie target. So yeah, 1,000 calories, it's unsustainable for people. So you might be sticking to it for half the week and then going way overboard trying to make up for that on the weekend. This is not a good cycle. And I actually recommend to people to increase their calories Earlier on in the week, while it might sound counterintuitive, you are going to be far less likely to overeat or binge on the weekends. If you are unsure how to accurately track your food intake, certain foods that I would pay a little bit more attention to are things like tracking spreads, such as butter and peanut butter. Portion size on those things are going to be um, quite important. So I know myself, if somebody handed me a jar of peanut butter and asked me to you know, put peanut butter on a slice of toast, I'd probably put as much as I wanted, which could be near enough to three, four hundred calories. Whereas if I was to weigh it out or measure out a tablespoon, that's roughly 15, 16 grams, it's about a hundred calories. So you can see kind of the the difference there in the uh, calories and as well in the portion size sauces are another one for people and you can get really good like lower calorie sauces um that'll be you know great swaps but sauces I suppose like maybe like creamy sauces like uh, cream is a big one that we find when people add it to their their meals it can kind of rank up the calories a little bit more so again it's not that they these are bad foods or off limits but it's ones just worth paying attention to um and one that I kind of I remember saying to my mom she um I would always generally opt for light mayonnaise just because it saves me some calories and it tastes pretty much the same. So I don't really know that's the difference. My mom would always have the full fat mayo. And I said to her one day, like she was kind of, you know, trying to make small, simple changes. And I said to her, I was like, just compare the back of the nutri- nu- or uh, nutrition label to see what the difference is. And she was mind blown. I can't remember off the top of my head what the exact calories were, but she was like, oh my God. So I could have like, double or triple the amount of light mayonnaise for the say, for the same calories of the full fat mayonnaise. So that was a bit of a like an aha moment for her that um, she changed to just have that like kind of simple swap and helped her, quote unquote, save on some calories. Another thing is cooking oils. Everybody forgets to track cooking oils. And I totally get it because you're eating your food and you're like, right, I'm tracking, you know, chicken, vegetables and potatoes but we don't see the cooking oil necessarily. So we forgot to track it. Just to put things in perspective, like a tablespoon of olive oil has about 120 calories. So if you are somebody that, like really pours their olive oil over their food, marinades it, tastes delicious, but just keep in mind that that's probably going to be a higher amount of calories than what you might feel you're eating. Another thing is liquids. So things like milk in your coffee, milk in your tea, while a drop is virtually like minimal calories. It can all add up. If you have like, I actually had one client say to me, I kind of went through this with her and um, she said to me that she has like six or seven cups of tea and coffee a day, not like combined, six or seven. And she was like, oh my God, I ha- it's full fat milk, which again, it's not a bad thing. But she was like, I was having like an extra 150 calories that I didn't realize. So again, an eye opener for people. And things like cappuccinos, lattes, they can be, you know, two, 300 calories, depending if it's full fat milk, if it's a large, um, you know, if you get a hot chocolate that has whipped cream on it, all of those things, again, are just certain things to, some things to pay attention to. Alcohol as well, we tend to forget about that. Um, But just to give an example, glass of wine, roughly 150 calories. Um, You know, you can do some simple swaps, like opting for a gin and slim, which is like, think around like 80 to 90 calories. Um, Cocktails, unfortunately, are near enough to that 300 calorie mark. But I keep repeating myself, I suppose, but it's not to say that these foods are off limits or that you can't have them. But again, it's just reminding yourself that if you are tracking and if you are maybe thinking to yourself, I wonder, am I, you know, sticking to my 1,000 calories and not to call you a liar, but you're probably not. These are certain aha moments that will help you realize that you're maybe going over your calories more than you realize. So, and a, and a, another thing that people tend to over go tend to another thing that tends to lead to people going over the calories is mindless bites and grazes. So, you come in to the kitchen and there's a packet of biscuits on the counter and you have one and then you have two and then you might have three and you're going well, if it wasn't on my fitness pal, it didn't happen. So those are things to pay attention to. I was actually, I got into kind of a, a thing with this um, for a while that I didn't really realize. And I had like sucky sweets in my car. And every time I got in my car, I would have like two or three, um, like they were like mints kind of things. And then I was like, I'm just curious to see like are there any calories in this? Or what are the calories? And it was like 20 calories per sweet. Now in the grand scheme of things, 20 calories per sweet like it's not that big a deal. I wouldn't even bother tracking that if I had one, but I was fully having like 10 a day every time I got in my car. So I added it all up one day and I was like, oh my God, I was like, that's like 200 calories that I'm not even paying attention to. And it wasn't that I was like gaining weight or like, I wasn't even focused on my weight, but I was like, whoa, like I've just done a pure example of what I go through with clients and like, we're all human. We're all going to, you know, we're not robots. We're not designed to accurately track everything down to a T, but like that things can add up over time. So you could be getting to the end of your week. And if let's say I had those 200 calories every day for, you know, a whole seven days and What's two hundred multiplied by seven? One thousand four hundred. That's an extra one thousand four hundred that I'm having in my day that I don't even think about. So this is clearly just take away that frustration of why am I not seeing progress? And I get that question all the time, Vic my previous, you know, fat loss journey, I'm sticking 2000 calories, you've given me, you know, sixteen, seventeen hundred 1700 calories as a fat loss target, that's way too high, like I should definitely be lower than that. And it's that little bit of like doubt in yourself, because you think, if I couldn't lose weight on 1000 calories, how am I going to lose weight on 1600? The reason I increase people's calories is because it's easier to stick to. Therefore, we're looking at that adherence and consistency, because you can stick to it for, you know, eight weeks without feeling hungry, without feeling deprived. And you also then can stick to it on a weekly basis where you don't feel you are eating a minimal amount of food and then completely doing a 180 on the weekend. Number five, is your calorie target set correctly? So you might've checked everything there off the list, you know, have you given yourself enough time yet? Vic, I'm, you know, 30 days in, four to six weeks in, still no progress has been made. I've taken my focus off the scale. So I've started, you know, doing measurements, taking progress photos, focusing on my gym progress, and still nothing is budging. I have been accurately adhering to, or actually adhering to my plan consistently for the last, you know, four to six weeks and nothing has budged. And I've been accurately tracking my food. You know, I've tracked my coffees, I've tracked my alcohol, I've tracked my mindless bites and grazes here and there. And yeah, I realized I was going a little bit over my calories. So I pulled that back and, you know, nipped that in the bud and everything has been going absolutely great for the last four to six weeks, but I'm still not seeing any changes. Maybe your calorie target is not what your calorie target should be. I kind of referred to something just there saying that we are all human, we're not robots. I think people think, and I certainly taught this when I first hired a coach, I was wanting what is the exact number of calories I should be eating to lose weight. There is no exact number. And that was a huge Realization for me. I remember asking my coach, I was like, okay, so you've given me, I don't know, whatever my target was back then, like 2000 calories. So if I go 2,020 calories, like, have I gone way over? And he was like, no, absolutely not. This is not something to get super caught up on, super, you know, have I or do I need to hit this number down to a T? When we, when coaches give calorie targets, we basically put your weight height and age into this calculator formula thing as well as your we take into consideration your activity level so whether you're you know quite sedentary or you're very much you know working as a waitress so you're on your feet all day and it gives us a number of calories um for weight maintenance or you know if you were looking to be in a deficit or in a surplus we always need to use that number as a starting point it is not a set number that you have to either stick to forever or Have in your head that that's the exact number you need. And there has been many a times where I've had to change clients' calorie targets. I'll admit, like, it's less often, you know, usually I come up with a pretty good calorie target and people get great results from it. But there has been that odd time where I have had to change somebody's calorie target or drop it by a 100 and see how we get on. And that's not a bad thing. You haven't wasted any time. Like, think of all the, you know, benefits and routine that you've added to your life in the past four to six weeks. So old Vicky would have probably like that, been that frustrated person that's like, I've wasted all this time. And, you know, I'm after getting the wrong calorie target number. It's, it's not a, a bad thing. Again, like think of all the habits you've introduced. Think of all the great changes you've already made. It's nothing to panic about. It's something to realize that, wow, okay, I've gotten my, you know, 1800 calories. I haven't seen great results from it. I might just drop 100 calories off. I usually say to people like 10% off your current calorie target, drop that off. So let's say we bring it to 1700 calories and then apply the previous rules that I've just listed off for the next 4 to 6 weeks. Because if you are like that, sticking to your what you think is a deficit, yet you are not seeing any fat loss or weight loss results, you're most likely not in a calorie deficit because the only way to lose body fat is to be in a calorie deficit. So we have to make sure of that. But it's nothing to stress about. It's nothing to panic about. It's nothing to feel guilty about. It's just something to slightly change. And again, it's such a slight change that you won't feel or shouldn't feel that, oh my God, now because I've cut back 100 calories, I am going to be absolutely ravenous. 100 calories is like a pear, a large pear. So think of it as that. And I'm such a big advocate of keeping in the foods that you really enjoy. So you might find like, oh, well, you know, the chocolate bar I have in the evening or the, you know, couple of biscuits, they're like a hundred calories. Do I have to cut them out? No, I'd actually be saying like, actually keep them in because, you know, that keeps you sane, you know, that makes you enjoy your diet. But maybe, you know, reduce your portion of rice a little bit or reduce your, um, you know, A portion of peanut butter, a little bit. So there are certain things there, like figure out what it is that you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not really fussed on that, you know, 100 calories that I'm having. I'm just going to pull that away. And then, like I said, stick to those adherence and consistency rules that I just listed off and check back again, commit to the 30 days and check back again to see where things are at. But I'm really such an advocate of you have to commit to things and commit to them fully. see the results and what's that saying it's uh something like no change will happen without change so you have to change you have to do things differently in order to see change so yeah those are my top five things that you can go through that you can think through before throwing in the towel before giving up on your fat loss goals because once we I suppose set out our plan and set out our our routine and give ourselves a sustainable plan if you've been following me or if you know me know I'm all about sustainable plans and sustainable fat loss fat loss can actually be really simple and don't get me wrong there are times it's going to be hard sorry let me rephrase that fat loss is really simple but it won't always be easy there are times where you're going to be like Whoa! I've been invited out, you know, three times this week. Maybe two of those times I need to make better choices. Whereas the one time that I'm, you know, going out to this certain restaurant, I'm going to really enjoy myself. But fat loss should be a a process that you enjoy and that you learn from, and that you see that change in yourself, and you become proud of yourself. It shouldn't be done out of, you know, hate or despise of your body because you're just not going to enjoy it. So I'm all about enjoying the process, but I also am all about making sure that you get the results that you're setting out to do. Which is why you can, I suppose, if you're maybe only going into your fat loss journey, you can make sure you don't make these mistakes or you you pay more attention to these things before you go into it, rather than getting four to six weeks in and only realizing that now. But again, you haven't wasted time. If you are that person that's a month in, haven't seen any changes, these are just some things to think about before you throw in the towel. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you find it useful, I would love for you to share it with your friends, your family or anyone else you think might find it useful. And if you yourself are struggling when it comes to fat loss, also feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at vicky Kornick, or you can message our gym page at victory underscore fitness underscore IE. Also, I would really, really appreciate if you could rate the podcast and give it five stars, obviously, if you enjoy it, as this really helps me in growing the podcast. Thank you so much and see you next time.